Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to The Baldcast, a production of John Kanzano's Baldface Truth. I had somebody yesterday, a friend of mine asked me uh, what he should do when it comes to wagering on the Super Bowl. And I want to say, I want you to put your money back in your pocket and enjoy the game. Niners are still a two-point favorite. Over-unders 47 and a half. I mean, there's some fun prop bets. Steven, are you going to you gonna place any prop bets? Yeah, of course so. I, I got I to gotta do a little more research on... You know, national anthem stuff, Gatorade stuff. Um, I need to do some research on Brock Purdy for the MVP on who they thank first. That's always a big one I like to do because sometimes these guys are religious. So you know, it's who are they? He's religious. So who are they going to thank first? It's usually God in that situation. Yeah, not not a teammate or you know, coach. So there's some. I got I got to dig in a little bit more. Most rushing yards in the game: Christian McCaffrey, Isaiah Pacheco, Patrick Mahomes. 14 to 1. Debo Samuel, 40 to 1. I don't know. Some I, if you're betting on the color of the Gatorade, I'm worried about you. Whoops. Bet bet on the coin toss. Why? Just bet me on the coin toss. Why? All right, like, let's do it. What do you want? Heads or tails? <laughs> it's tails. All right. I'll take our, it. Ne- our next guest is gonna give us the skinny. Mark Shipper. Fifth down, CFE on Twitter, college football on Twitter, CFB on Twitter. I'm sorry, B, not E. You uh, have heard him on ESPN, Sirius XM. He's been on this show uh, multiple times. He's fired up about this Chip Kelly thing. The decision to not fire Chip Kelly a year ago may be coming back to haunt UCLA. Mark Shipper joining us to talk about it from Chicago. Hey, uh, so what's your day been like? Yeah, you know, John, it's funny. I was thinking about it. I actually woke up this morning planning to get a lot of work done, sat down at the old writing desk, and uh, this hit the proverbial fan. So it's been a wild day. Give me an idea. Like, you know, Chip Kelly to Ohio State. Let's unpack this a little bit. You've been doing some reporting on kind of what happened behind the scenes, his relationship with his athletic director, the university president, Gene Block. Uh, Give us the soap opera, uh, the cliff notes on the soap opera. Yeah, well, the move was really made last fall to get rid of Chip after UCLA's disastrous October. They lost to uh, Arizona and then were beat by one of the worst football teams in Arizona State history at home in the Rose Bowl. Uh, Chip either fell below uh, 500 for his tenure or fell back to 500. Uh, There were rumors of a fight in the locker room at the Arizona game, and so a move was made to fire chip but in the process of that happening uh ucla's one of ucla's major boosters a guy named casey wasserman this is public record this was a a newspaper piece he came out basically on his own and said any talk of firing chip kelly at this point is ridiculous his word was ridiculous so that basically put the brakes on the fundraising for chips buyout the chancellor stepped in with the athletic director and the whole process came to a halt And the big thing at that time is UCLA had some major coaching candidates who had either expressed interest or or basically locks for the job and Jonathan Smith at Oregon State and Jed Fish at Arizona. And, of course, those guys have now taken other jobs. UCLA is uh, out of the running for them, and they're 
they're in a tough spot with the timing on Chip leaving for Columbus. Yeah, what does UCLA do right now? You have the uh, pulse of that fan base. What 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 do the Bruins do? Well, it's a really interesting question. You know, it, had this happened closer to the season, you could go with an interim coach and just say, we're going to take lumps year one, but we're going to take our time and hire the right coach going forward. But this has happened, you know, six weeks before spring football. So I think putting an interim coaching staff in place to run spring ball and then just kind of get demolished year one in the Big Ten is a pretty tough ask. It would, it would really hurt recruiting. It would probably hurt NIL unless the boosters got extremely motivated to uh, dig them out of the hole. So I think the move is going to be a hire a coach. Now the deal with that is uh, athletic director Martin Jarman may or may not be long for UCLA. There, there have been different uh, messaging on that, but Chancellor Gene Block is gone. He retired July 31st. He's out. UCLA's hiring a new chancellor. So you've just got a lot of turnover at the top of these departments at the university, and they're going to try to hire a football coach. So Martin Jarmond has to uh, channel everything he has and make a great hire here, or it's or it's going to be um, it's going to be an even messier situation for UCLA. What does it say about the industry right now that a coach like Chip Kelly? would view going from being the head coach at UCLA to being the offensive coordinator at Ohio State as a good move? Yeah, well, I think for a guy like Chip, I actually, uh, there's a lot of this going on in college football, and I think those are better discussions to have about guys leaving for the NFL, which Chip's kind of a unique case. You guys had Chip up in Oregon. You know, Chip got himself in trouble with some recruiting stuff in Oregon. At UCLA, he's, he's made the bold and dynamic move of just not recruiting at all he's been the worst recruiter in ucla history his class his class this year is 86 in the country 18th out of 18th in the big 10 and it's just not something he wants to do period so you add nil to that fundraising with boosters not just for the program but for nil and chip is totally disinterested in being a, a head college football coach he really wanted to go to the nfl that that was clear that was a destination he would have preferred but the nfl turned him down at at least three different spots i just saw a credible report that the cincinnati bengals interviewed him last year to be the head coach Hmm. there and turned him down so i think at ohio state what he's got is a recruiting juggernaut and he's not going to have to do anything he'll step onto that field and say look at all these beautiful players i get to uh put into my offense so it's, it's a much less stressful situation for chip yeah, the way I read it off the top of the show, as I explained it to my listeners, Mark, was, you know, Chip Kelly knew in a year he was going to be, what, 5-7 and seven in the Big Ten, uh, get his teeth kicked in, and, you know, at that point with a new chancellor and, you know, maybe a new athletic director, maybe he loses booster support, maybe he's out of a job in a year, right? It goes to Ohio State as a coordinator, they go to the playoff, maybe they win a championship, Chip Kelly is a uh, hireable commodity at that point. Is it as simple as that for Chip Kelly, the thinking, the logic of it? Yeah, I don't know if it's purely as simple as that, but that would be a major through line in his thinking, I I believe, absolutely. From the moment last year when UCLA moved to fire him and that got out with the booster making the public statements and Chip realized people are moving behind my back to fire me, um, by the way, seven months after extending him, that's that's part of what made this so ugly for Chip there, is, is the AD extended him March of last year, seven months later in October, he's moving to fire him. So 
Yeah, Chip absolutely knew that it, it was over for him essentially at UCLA, kind of a, a dead man walking or lame duck situation. And yeah, if he failed in the Big Ten and got fired, you know, halfway in, or even if they let him have the whole season, all of a sudden his stock has bottomed out again. Whereas at Ohio State, exactly what you said could happen. They could have a uh, another Ohio State-esque season, and all of a sudden Chip's one of the hottest coordinators in the country again and maybe back in the NFL. Mark Schiffer with us with uh, college football, fifth down college football. Good follow on Twitter. Um, I, I immediately started thinking about coaches like Lincoln Riley, you know, Kyle Whittingham. Maybe he's an outlier because Utah's got such great culture. But we're watching Nick Saban and others that you have mentioned. The coach at Boston College goes to, you know, says he wants to get back to coaching. He's going to the NFL. It's, you know, who, who's next, Mark, as you look around? Are there other flight risks like Chip Kelly in college football? Yeah, you know, I don't have a list of specific names, but generally speaking, Lincoln Riley is an interesting one. Generally speaking, I just think it's a possibility because it's it's going to come down to booster culture and money-raising culture and really what happens in the next year or two with the NCAA and how they're going to handle uh, athletes as employees or cutting them in on revenue or how they're going to deal with the pay-for-play situation, whatever form it is. With NIL, what you have put on coaches' plate is all their regular duties plus an additional essential task of constantly hitting up your boosters and your fan base for money to essentially build a payroll for your roster. So you're asking your fans and boosters to do everything they normally do, season tickets, all the time they put into the program, everything they pay for already. Now they're paying for your payroll to keep your team together as well. So... I can see coaches, if, if they are having to struggle too much to do that year by year and all year, and they don't get to focus on football, yeah, why wouldn't you be looking for one of those coveted NFL jobs where, you're, where your only real mission is to be on the field coaching football and on the sideline coaching football? The contract stuff is taken care of by other people. Mark, uh, I immediately thought about Jonathan Smith. He was at Oregon State. He, he jumped for the first port in the storm, so to speak, goes to Michigan State. <laughs> I think he would have been top of the list for UCLA, top of the list for Washington. How does Jonathan Smith in Michigan State fit into the Big Ten? You're you're in the footprint there. Yeah, isn't that interesting? I, I would totally agree with you. Jonathan Smith, of course, from Pasadena, one or both parents UCLA alumni. Um, he was he he's expressed interest in the job. Um, I, Jonathan Smith would have would have definitely been at the top of UCLA's list. Um, Kalen DeBoer would have been the year before that when he beat UCLA at Fresno State, beat Chip in the Rose Bowl at Fresno State. UCLA didn't fire Chip that year either, and DeBoer went to Washington, of course. So, you know, Michigan State, Jonathan Smith, I, you know, it, we're going to find out what that's like. It's it's new territory for Jonathan Smith. Um, he's going to be recruiting in an area with a lot of big powers, scouring it, and when you get below the big powers, you've got schools like Iowa who are about the best in the country at identifying that next tier down of player to develop in their own program. And Michigan State and Iowa are kind of similar in that fashion in that they have to get the best of what the Michigans, the Ohio States, Penn State, et cetera, leave behind and develop those players. So Jonathan Smith is going to have to hire great coaches. They're going to have to do a great job recruiting, and then they're going to have to develop guys. So I think Jonathan Smith is much more comfortable on the West Coast getting kids and then going into the Midwest to play than he is being rooted in the Midwest. But 
we'll find out. He's a good coach and he's a smart guy, and um, we'll find out if he's if he's capable of doing it. Will college football split away from the other sports? Is that where we're headed? I think, yeah, I, I think so. I think major college football will, and there'll probably be a delineation and even major college football between like the, you know, the the so-called P five tier programs and the G five programs. Uh, there there may even be a split there with some switch over. But you know, Chip Kelly, the guy we're talking about here, actually he, he speaks pretty eloquently on the fact that football is a different beast. And, and, and that's been known for a long time. The, the amount of revenue, the amount of attention, everything about college football sets it apart from every other college sport. Even men's college basketball, as big as that is, is a, a distant second to college football. So I think in, in kind of the name of, of sanity and clarity, it probably will split, but that brings up a whole, uh, a, a whole hornet's nest of other issues as you know uh, particularly when you talk about employment and universities and state laws and everything else so i think if they do split they're probably looking at at a situation where they need to third party the programs in, in some kind of certain way affiliate with the universities as opposed to players being employees directly of the university maybe making them employees of a conference entity or or something like that otherwise they got title nine issues they got you know uh, all the issues that public universities deal with in terms of unions and, and everything else. So it's um, it's not a simple situation, I will say that. All right. It's really messy right now for UCLA. Um, and, you know, Chip Kelly being out of the way, there's going to be a faction of UCLA fans who celebrate this, right? I mean, it's not going to be yeah. all gloom and doom. They're going to be like, great, this is awesome. We get to go find a new coach. But um, give me an idea, Mark, like, you know, the temperature of – the fan base for athletic director Martin Jarmond is is the view that he has mishandled this. Oh yeah, 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 definitely the view that he's he's mishandled this, and there there are rumblings about things he's mishandled with the basketball program, and Mick Cronin as well, and there are, you know, well sourced rumors of of a break between Block and Jarmond, and and Gene Block losing confidence in Jarmond, which is why he may be replaced when the new chancellor comes in so i i think you know ucla fans are overwhelmingly glad chip is gone i think they're uh trepidatious upset about the timing a little bit it, it's really weird timing for a head coach to leave and it's going to cause ucla problems but the the chance of replacement this summer july 31st and, and what goes on there is just going to be we're not going to really know until then so Right now, Martin Jarmange has got to make the best hire he can and, and hopefully put together a sane contract, depending on who he gets, and then UCLA is going to have to go from there. But it's it's going to be – it's uh, the Don's – it's always darkest before Don. I think UCLA is headed into the darkness for a little bit here before the sun's going to come back up. Yeah, I was told that Chip Kelly and Martin Jarmond were not speaking last year. Yeah, I don't know if they mended it during the season, but last spring uh, – excuse me, last summer I was told they were not speaking – and I kind of wondered how this would all play out. Uh, and uh, certainly I, it looks like Chip Kelly kind of packed the van, flipped uh, his middle finger out the window, and drove off. And so uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, Mark Shipper, fifth down college football. Thank you, man. Thanks for joining us. John, appreciate you as always. Take care of yourself, all right? All right, you too. There he goes. Um, re- it'll be interesting to see what happens. Now, if there's another wave of chaos coming in major college football, 
you know, think about UCLA. They've got a really weird dynamic between their football stadium and their campus spread out. Um, you got a faction of the student body that doesn't care about football. Um, I don't know how else to put this, but it's a uh, school for smart kids and with a very low admission rate. And, the, you know, those are not football fans who are lining up to boost enrollment. Uh, you got bad athletic department financing. You now have the Big Ten and the SEC eating away at the recruiting in the Pacific time zone. And you've got Oregon, Washington, and USC kind of as the big tent poles in the western part of the United States. I mean, you could make an argument that if there's another wave of realignment, you know, the only thing UCLA has going for it is its geography. If if it's not in Los Angeles, I don't think it's I don't think people are viewing UCLA as part of big time college football. But it's got the geography, and that's why it's headed to the Big Ten. Is how many it, games? How many games they win next year? Uh without looking at the schedule, four. Yeah, four and eight, three and set, three or four, three does or four. You, does I, USC need UCLA to tag along with them? They didn't, but I'm you know when they made that deal, when Fox made that deal, and the Big Ten made that deal, USC kind of said we won't go without UCLA. They wanted their partner in it but um so basically you know, if, like if it proves to work out like the whole you know the, the power four and they're gonna break off and it proves they don't need ucla would they, they'd be an easy candidate to say hey we don't we don't need you we don't need you already got the la market with usc sorry right. you're out um keep an eye on it yeah that's why they have to make a good football hire all right punch it audio coming up anna will be in the studio so much ahead we really need to lock down on the super bowl it what is it about what are you bringing to your party that I need to be cooking? I mean, remind me what I need. I don't know. You tell me. Uh, all that's still ahead. You got we interrupt this broadcast with a special announcement from the Bald Face hey, Sorry Truth. to interrupt the podcast, but if you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth Radio Show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth Radio Show. Thanks for listening.